Hey, what's up, friends? I'm Vince Del Monte, father, husband, and the OG of online fitness marketing. For more than a decade, I've been committed to helping skinny guys pack on muscle. And after building multiple seven-figure online fitness businesses, I've achieved freedom and financial security through mentorship, hard work, and my passion for fitness. And I want to help you do the same. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, welcome back friends to the Vince Del Monte podcast. Today is Mondays with Men of Bedrock, and we are wrapping up the last episode of this series in 2022 with none other than middle bro, Adriano, who is the man behind the mic. And we thought of a cool theme here to wrap it up. And this one, we're going to dig into the mistakes that we're not taking into 2023. And we're going to push each other here a bit and figure out how we're in fact going to hold these commitments, these goals of ours. And I'm really excited for this. Adriano, how's it going, buddy? Hey, man. This has been great. Some of these guests we've had, these great conversations we've been having with men who are living disciplined, intentional, purposeful, fit lives, trying to be great men, fathers, husbands. Uh, you so yeah, the interviews, the, you're like, the interviews are so freaking good. I listen to a lot of podcasts and you're doing a phenomenal job. And these guys messaged me after and like your brother's interviews. That was the best podcast I was ever on. I'm like, cause my brother prepares. <laughs> <laughs> it's, maybe it's the teacher in me that if you're new, if you're new to our page, I'm still a full-time teacher. You, you, even with experience, you know, I've been a teacher for almost 20 years now. But even with experience, I always go in with a lesson plan. I always know like the direction it has to go. Otherwise, you don't know where it's going to go. Who knows where it's going to end up? So a little bit of prep, I think, is helpful. But today, Vince, we are talking about mistakes. Yeah, lessons, hard lessons learned along the way. And it's scary to talk about mistakes because the first thing is you make yourself vulnerable making them again. So why would I want to say I'm not going to make this mistake again when the chances are I probably will? What am I going to do? Not declare it and not get the accountability. That's not going to help me either. I always think about when Craig Ballantyne talks about why he doesn't swear anymore. Right. And he's like, because I said it out loud. I just told people I wasn't going to do it. And so there is certainly power in declaring, making a public statement of, yeah, like you're putting this going out on the internet right now. People will hear it. Doesn't mean you'll be perfect, but it certainly means you'll be better than if you didn't. Why don't we dive in here, man? Let's why don't you start with your first mistake? Let's frame it like this. Mistakes I'm not going to make in 23. Vince's mistake that you made in 2022 that you won't make in 2023. What's number one? Uh, for me, I'd say tolerance, tolerating. I find that I've discovered a lot about myself this past year that I'm more concerned with being liked and I'm afraid to rock the boat. And I'll lower my standards to meet somebody else's standards in the intent, the subconscious intent to avoid conflict. So what happens is um, you get what you tolerate and whoever tolerates the most has the weakest team. So I've experienced this in business. And when you also tolerate, you don't get what you want. So I've learned that it doesn't do either parties any good to sweep things under the rug, to 
allow your emotions to turn into feelings that get labeled that then create frustration and anger, resentment, and negative self-talk. So I found that one of the things I have to do better at to avoid tolerating is to communicate clearly. And communicating clearly is saying what's on your mind. And that has been something that um, has really created some positives, but also some challenges. When you start to communicate clearly in the context of business, guys, these are the standards. What happens is you start to smoke out excuses. You start to smoke out people hiding in the shadows. You start to smoke out all the, all the uh, issues people have, and you put people into a pretty interesting position. When you no longer tolerate and you say, this is the standard of performance, this is how we're going to move forward, people will do one of two things, which is scary. They're either going to step up or they're going to bow out. So this past year, as I've raised the standards, I've started to create tension and I've started to have to ask myself, do I actually want what I'm trying to get? Because it's shifting us from good to great. It's shifting us from okay too outstanding. And I found that if you settle for okay, the next thing <laughs> that happens is not great. It's goodbye. So as I've raised the bar, you start to see if people in fact want to grow. And sometimes when you identify that, wow, this person I thought is, he was really good, but they don't want to grow. They actually don't want to go to the next level. You have to make a decision, right? And if you keep tolerating something now it's on you. It's your fault. And then you start yeah. to create a culture of everybody starting to say, oh, Vince tolerates. And he's going to put up with me not doing my thing as well. And then everybody's performance gets dropped. So I think that's the big thing. If I identify toleration, I have to identify it. And I have to bring it and give the person the opportunity to either step up or bow out. Yeah. Toleration. It must be difficult. I'm not going to say too much more about this, but it must be difficult because the tolerations you're talking about include relationships. These are like relational things. It's not just making a objective decision. These include people, human people, and that can be difficult at times. And you, that's, yeah, because then you start to wonder, there's going to be relational fallout here. And you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, what's most important here? Is it the mission or is it the man? In business, the mission always has to proceed forward. And sometimes we just get, hey, you know what? The relationship here is more valuable, but then you're destroying the culture of the team. And now nobody is thriving. So you have to be able to separate, hey, this is not personal, uh, but we are going to have to end our working relationship in order for us to achieve the mission. I value our friendship so much, I can't afford to have you on here because it's not working for the greater good. So it's almost like you have to see that you're not doing them a service by not calling them out and you might be pushing them into something that they don't even want to do. So it's not fair to either parties by tolerating. Number two, what else aren't we tolerating in 2023? The next one's a little personal. So let's go to you. Adrian, you have made a lot of gains this year in a lot of areas, been installing a lot of systems and habits, routines. What Which ones do you still want to improve upon? What mistakes are you not going to make in 2023? Number one for me is staying up late. That is, I think actually to everything it's what we teach in the in pro in the program we call it start at night and you can read a book like the gap in the game to hear the the psychology behind it but the last hour of the day i still have room to grow. 
the last hour of the day just be, needs to become the launching pad for the next day. It means I need to make preparations for the next day. And that has to do with what I lay out, like my shakes. I got to lay out my workout clothes. I got to lay out my journal. I also have to make sure in that time I connect with my wife, Amy, and I got to connect with my son. So it's using that last hour of the day intentionally. And when I describe it like that, it's like, yeah, of course I would do that. But typically what happens in my last hour of the day is I just say one more show, one more bite of food, maybe 9.30 lights out turns into 10.15. And then I struggle the next day. I'm on my phone longer. And usually if I'm on my phone watching Netflix and I check Instagram, I check like how a post is doing or something. And so I want to do significantly better in that last hour of the day. The last hour of the day, I really do believe phone time and just like connecting with my family and getting ready for the next day. There's so much there that I need to, to do a little better on. I won't stay up late for no good reason. <laughs> That's what I want to do better on. And why is because it has the most exponential opportunity for leverage the next day in productivity, focus, energy, etc. But that's when you're the most tired as well. So that's when you have to have the most discipline to execute that thing, which is probably why it makes it so challenging for people. Yeah. So talk about thing you're not going to, your next one, you're not going to tolerate in 2023. Talk about commitments, Vince. What are you, what are you feeling about? Are you overcommitted these days? What are we see, feeling for 2023? Yeah. Well, 2022 has been the most stressful year of my life. And I never like using that word stress as an entrepreneur. I always think people that say I'm stressed or I'm depressed. I always, this is really bad to say out loud, but I always think of them in fear. Like last, I'm like, why are you depressed? How can you be depressed? That's so silly. You're scared. You're like, I would judge people who have that. But this past year, I've experienced so many struggles. I haven't used those labels, but people are like, I think you're depressed, Vince. I'm not depressed. Like you're operating very differently. I feel a different energy from you. So something has come something has been surfaced. I think it's come from over committing for sure. And the extra pressures we've committed to three live events, running a live event, man, those are like, they're full-time jobs, right? Like your business ops in order to fill the event, to run the event. And then all the aftermath of the event, if you promote an offer, you have a big influx of members. So there's running an event is very stressful. You got to fill up a hotel block. You've got to sell tickets. You got to communicate with lots of different parties. Then you got to prepare. Then you got to rein in all the speakers. It's Bro, you're stressing me out as you list all the things. <laughs> Dude, it's and I did I've done one in a couple of weeks from now. So pretty much like three events in one year. And they're coming every four months. So you feel like you're just hardly recovering from one. And then you got to start ramping up for the other, plus all the day-to-day -day operations and everything else, all your other responsibilities. So I think, I believe God's timing is always perfect. You know a bit about my visa situation, but they've actually announced that there's going to be no events in 2023, large in-person events. I might do small one-day boot camps with just in and out kind of thing that don't involve all the bells and whistles and all the hoopla and big name speakers. One-day events is something I could do, but I'm not planning on doing a massive event in 2023 just until I have everything in my personal life and everything in my business functioning the way I want it because it's just too stressful. Yo, so, you've, you've just said this out loud. 
I heard you. I wrote it down. So I'm going to hold you to this. Like in four months from now, when you're like, yeah, we're thinking about another event, I'm going to play this back for you right here. So you got to pick and choose. You got to pick and choose the things that are going to have the best yield. <laughs> okay. And then you can get a couple for me. Give me one more thing you're not going to tolerate in 2023. Leaving my family the leftovers has been, unfortunately, it's hard to put that on up there because I project a family man yeah. persona. You know, it's what attracts a lot of people to me. I'm okay. I don't believe you have to have everything perfect, perfect to be able to project something that you want to be and what's true in your heart. But when you add stress after stress, uh, your family can get the leftovers, meaning that your work is the priority. Actually, your spouse says, I don't know if you're in love with me and I, you know, I don't know if you have the ability to love. And you're like, I have the ability to love, but I'm loving the wrong thing. I'm loving my business too much. I'm loving the success. I'm loving the achievement. I'm loving the fame. I'm loving the financial growth. And what happens when your priority is, is metrics and money is you lose sense of meaning. Ooh, say that again. That's a good one. Priority is metrics and money. Then you lose sense of meaning and what actually matters, right? What actually matters in the long run. And you start to think like, holy crap, I'm pushing my, I'm, there's actually going to be consequences if I continue to do this. And they can get to a point of no return to a point where you lose everything that is most meaningful to you because you took them for granted. So I think leaving my family, the leftovers is, has been a struggle. Um, and primarily because I have such a supportive wife, she wants, she likes the things that what my work gives us. So she, she enables it to a degree where it's, she wants me to succeed. She wants us to, she likes that I'm working. That's what attracted her to me in the first place. That's to me to her in the first place. But, you know, there can be fallout that can be unrecoverable if you don't manage that. So let's just, I'm starting to assess. We've lost people in our family this past year, Adrian. And we start, you start to see who's at the deathbed. And I stood beside our cousin, Dan, when he slipped away. And it's, it, I just look in the room and who was in the room? His wife was in the room. His two sons were in the room and he had one and bro brother-in-law in the room, his sister in the room and his mom and dad and his other sisters were on the way, rapidly on the way. So he had his immediate family in the room and he had one friend, one friend. And if you just visualize that picture, you lying on your deathbed, slipping away, who's going to be in that room? I'll tell you flat out, you'll be lucky if you have one business buddy in that room. And you put all this priority into the business, business, money, money. Guess what? None of those people are going to be at your deathbed. And it, God forbid you lost them all, all the people that are important. You freaking slip away with who? Nobody. It's sobering. Uh, funerals are sobering. They're a chance to celebrate lives, grieve, loss. They are also a chance to self-reflect. But you go through this. We've had some real grief, like maybe the hardest stuff in our family. Our 39-year-old cousin died from leukemia quickly. You start to self-reflect and you start thinking, wow, if that's the picture at the end, then I think it's important to think about all the work cousin put into his relationships leading up to that moment. Yeah. And he didn't leave anybody in that room leftovers, right? He gave no. them the prime time. They were crying because they lost him, not because they lost the husband, not because they lost son not because they lost a dad they cried because they lost a relationship
It's a big difference. And it's a big difference between just being a dad and actually being a dad with a relationship. It's a big difference between being a husband and actually being. So I was, that was a very eye-opening moment. Back to you, bro. Number two for you, mistake you're not taking in 2023. That's awfully heavy, but what we've just been talking about, I think one thing that I don't want to make a mistake of in the next year is I have a bad habit of zoning out. And I think it gets to the heart of what we're talking about with our relationships here. So because we've launched this business, my days look like this. This is a picture. Many people live this kind of life. So I'm up around 4.30 and I'm immediately working on something for Men of Bedrock, either content. Actually, after I take some time for myself, I stack my wins, I write my journal, read my Bible. And then I'm into something, I work out, and then I teach all day, pick my kids up always pick my kids up around three o'clock. We play for a while. And then there's like a zone out block for myself. And I think many men have this or many people who live very full businesses, they have this like time in the day. And it's probably somewhere between when they finish work and they go to bed and they just check out a little bit. And what I'm finding is I'm having a hard time making the transition between work, which gives such meaning and purpose to being a dad, putting on my dad hat, taking off the work hat, putting on the dad hat. And so I zone out. I just lie on the couch or I like, I have this bad habit of taking a bath. Don't tell anyone this. <laughs> Go in the bath and just lie there. And I like disengage from the lives of my kids. My boys are like old enough that they can kind of entertain themselves, but I'm checked out. I'm zoned out. And, and I think it has to do with me not being able to make that transition smoothly enough from work to personal life. And so something I want to do better in 2023 is find strategies to help me like smoothly transition from work to dad. Something that a friend told me that he does is before he gets home, he pulls the car over on the side of the road and takes five minutes of mindfulness and just says, okay, work is over. Work yeah. is over. I'm now moving into family space. I'm separating it. The other thing that I want to do better in the same vein is getting the technology out of our personal lives. Right, Because we have online businesses, because so much of even my teaching is online, my phone and my computer are always there. And so it doesn't allow me to separate from work and transition into family life. So this like zone out thing that I've been doing, I really want to do a better job. And I think it's not just a willpower, like stay engaged, Adrian. It has to do with making clear delineations between this is work. Yeah. Now this is family, making that like a and doing things to help you with that transition, help you bridge the gap. So that's something that I'd like to, I would, I don't want to make that mistake again of blurring the lines so much between work time and family time. Mikey said the other day to me, he said, I have no idea how you still work out of the house. And it's a good, it's a good point. The reason I do is just because I don't want to spend three to seven extra grand a month on a place, but the truth of, and I, I like the convenience of being in the house, but when I get down here, to Tennessee, I'm going to definitely find some office space and operate so I can just separate them, the actual physical buildings. And I've talked yeah. to a lot of guys and they've said that has, that helps tremendously. So you leave your computer, you leave it. When you leave work, you truly actually physically leave. And that's an environment yeah. setting environment. Okay. Give me one more, man. Give me your last one. We've talked about, you will not make the mistake of toleration of leaving your families the leftovers of overcommitting. Give me one more. Yeah. I think assuming. Um, assuming the definition of assuming is making an ass of you and me 
And I've been trying to embrace this concept of over-communication. And I was talking to Bedros about this and he said, he said, does anyone on your team even know what that means? Over-communicate? Because if you ask a hundred people what over-communicating means, and they'll probably all give you a different answer. So good communication involves telling people what you want, showing them how you want it done, and then telling them when you want it done by. So you get real clear and you don't make assumptions and you ensure that there's rules around the communication. We set rules in our business now, such as if it's Monday to Friday, all messages have to be replied within one to six hours on working hours from nine to five, Monday to Friday, right? We've stated that there's no silos. You can't have side conversations, right? Any conversation has to be done publicly in the chat. Good communication, say what you're feeling. If you have something to say, don't hold it in out of form of fear. Communication that is honest leads to greater connection because now the person knows where you stand. And because now they know where you stand, there's an honesty factor that actually draws you closer together. So one of the big things I'm trying to do even in my relationship, actually, you taught me this one at the start of the day. I love what you do with Amy, where you send her a little debrief of the day. What do you focus on? What are you doing? What am I doing? Me and my wife just roll from day to day without, hey, what's on your plate today? What are you focused on? How can I support you? Where just, it, it feels like, holy crap, this is a lot. But when you don't have this, then you lose connection. You make assumptions and things start to fall apart. So I think that's one of the things I want to just do a better job at. I Like talking a lot is exhausting for me, but it mm. also is, re- I can do it though. I can talk, but I'm like, don't you know, like, this is my schedule. This is what Mondays are always like. So just getting into a better cadence of communication with more structures of when we're going to do it so that things don't slip through the crack and create unnecessary tensions and fallouts and miss miss deadlines and disappointments, miss expectations, things like that. Like what you're saying is put systems in place. My favorite quote from James Clear is we don't rise to the level of our goals, which is what we've done here, right? Vince, we've listed, these are our goals. These are the things we're going to do. But if you don't put systems in place that are going to support you in getting them, then they're just going to be goals. They're just going to be willpower, willpower wears off. And we're going to have to do another podcast in February where we commit to the rest of 2023. So you have to put systems in place. System number one that I'm hearing you need to have a schedule. You don't say my families won't get the leftovers. You say, I'm taking John Luca for a bike ride every Saturday morning. Mm. That's not a right. will. That's in your schedule. Like you're not going to miss a, you have clients who pay you a lot of money. You're not going to miss one of those calls. Why? Because it's in your schedule. You're not missing that. The same thing has to go for all these other things, connecting, getting on the same page. So maybe we add, put the system in your pl- place. And I'm going to, my very last, about 2023 is I won't make in 2023 is I won't try to do any of this alone. This is the other system that I think all people need to put in place. You need to put in a system of support, a system of accountability. People who are going to call you up, they are people who are going to be there in your life. That's a system that needs to be in place for everybody. Otherwise they're just goals. They're just will. They're just like, Here's an example. Remember we were runners, Vince, and we all were like, I'm going to break nine minutes for 3,000 meters this year. And what that's fine. That's the goal. But then we put systems. We're going to go to 
run with Albert Shearhart three times yeah. a week. Yeah. Then we're going to run three more times a week. Then we're yeah. going to make sure we get to bet. The systems have to be in place. And I think for most people with high expectations, if you don't have a system of strong scheduling and a system of accountability, you're going to struggle. You're going to depend yeah. purely on willpower and willpower wears off really quickly. Yeah. What gets scheduled gets done. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. Let me summarize what we've heard here. We are not going to make the mistake of toleration, leaving our family the leftovers, making assumptions or overcommitting. And I said that the mistakes I want to do correct in 2023 are getting to bed on time, that like delineation between work and family time and having good systems in place that are going to support the growth. Give us a final thought here, Vince. Well, I think for us to execute this is you can't go alone. I don't think you and I, we are, we embrace feedback. We embrace coaching. We've never been, I don't think resistant, even in rough times. We're always, I think we've done a great job of something that I think just comes naturally to us. I feel like we're both pretty humble guys in that aspect. I don't, I think we both probably have egos, prides, but I've never seen them like interfere with maybe a delay in getting help. But I think the crucial thing is you can't go alone. You really need to stay supported. And it might be to a point where you're like, holy cow, like, I got to have all these men in my life now I said, because this is hard. Life is, it hard. is hard. When yeah, you want it is hard. Life is hard, especially when you've got expectations and goals and you've got other people to be accountable to. You need support. Half the battle is just normalizing your problems in your head and talking to somebody like, oh man, I remember that period of our life. Oh man, we struggled with that for six years. And I'm like, really? You struggle with this too for six years? Oh yeah, man, this was, a this was, man, we struggled with this for 17 out of 20 years of our marriage. I'm like, what? I'm like, how did you, and you're where are you at now? Like best three years of our life. I'm made up for the last 17 that we messed up. I'm like, if you don't have that kind of support and that's not stuff you hear on a podcast, this is stuff you only hear like actually one-on-one -on -one other men in the gym, small group setting out at dinner at a church, small group Bible study. Like this is, if you don't have that type of support, you'll self-sabotage. Like we iron sharpens iron, right? This is like just knowing that what you're going through, like has been conquered. It has been confronted. This isn't a unique challenge that only you are facing that if you don't have that, you will self-sabotage. Yeah. We hear it all the time. The guys in the group, some guys will go dark a little bit. Then they'll come back. Usually because someone reaches out. One of my friends told me we were working out the other day. He said, yeah, me and this other guy in the group who they've only met through Telegram, through online. Yeah, we're having a call this afternoon. And they connect with each other. Like they, they become literally like friends and then they can raise each other up. Yeah, and you need the masculine energy. I think men need, you can't use your wife as a, it's not, your wife's there to support you, but she's not your mentor. She's not your coach. She's not her job to ensure that, You've got your HIT together. You got to go get that from other men because they will hold you accountable. So I think that's really crucial to have that. And if you're on your own, like whose thoughts are you listening to? It's, it becomes a very slippery slope. Hey guys, we don't want to drag this out any longer. So we really hope you got some good value from this and get some time to reflect on the mistakes you don't want to take into 2023. And we do want to mention that if you are looking for a support group of men to achieve your physical goals, your personal goals in 2023, you want to establish better habits in the night, in the morning, you want to get control of your phone, 
you want to start prioritizing your family, and you really want to start to live a life of purpose, we're getting ready to open Men of Bedrock for the third time. And it's a coaching program run primarily by my brother. It's co-created by us. And we're seeing so many transformations, so many men making the main thing again. And stay on the lookout for that. If you want more information, you can check out the at Men of Bedrock Instagram account. You can reach out to us on that account, ask us any questions, and we'll be opening up enrollment in very early January for a very limited time. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys, if you got some value from this episode, please share it on your social stories, tag at men of bedrock, tag myself, and we'll reshare it and share this with somebody else who's looking to make the most of 2023. Yo, yo, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a ton of value. And as a token of my appreciation for enjoying the show, if you don't mind leaving a five-star rating as well as a genuine review, whether it's a sentence or a paragraph, that's up to you. I would like to extend my gratitude by sending you a free sample of my all day energy formula preload. It is the world's only all day energy and focus formula, and you will love it. All you got to do is head on over to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, take a screenshot, and then send it over to me on my Instagram account at Vince Del Monte with your home address, and we will get that shipped out. You are amazing. Thank you, and we'll see you in the next episode.